the format we created was to bypass the small talk, avoid the dark breakout room where you just do email in the back and actually meet the people and solve problems together. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. Welcome to Humanly Possible, a podcast focused on small shifts that can make epic outcomes in our lives at home and at work. I'll introduce our guests who are some of the finest women in the business who I totally admire and am honored to have on the show, Nicole and Liz. And I actually, and we're going to get into this, had an amazing experience that we're going to talk about, but they're otherwise known as also the hotties. And that's H-A-U-T-I-E-S. They've been HDing, which is a thing, and we'll talk about that as well. They're way across the country helping companies and corporations and and icons rethink their employee and client engagement. Uh, So for decades, the formula has been, how many people can you cram into a ballroom? More and more success. Bore with a PowerPoint and pretend to inspire with an overpriced keynote speaker. Except for me. Um, HD is anything but that. Instead, you'll find inspiration from other participants in small sessions, sharing problems, solutions that will change the way you work, and the facilitators share their best practices, then the participants get to share theirs as well. So the questions happen throughout the session and conversations are ongoing. It's like having a coffee break for a full hour dedicated to just one topic or many topics you wanted to learn and share about. I've been through this and I know it is incredible and I can't wait for them to describe this experience, both where it's been, where it's at and where it's going. So welcome you two. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Me too. Me too. So let's just jump in and talk about, first and foremost, the shift that was created that got you into wanting to do this, like this, create this new kind of experience. Where did that come from? Uh, Liz, do you want to start? Sure. I think it came from uh, being in the event industry, being both a participant and a creator of events for customers. And again, as a participant, being surrounded by dozens, if not thousands of people at these various events, going to a session, hearing amazing content, but then looking side to side and going, you know who I really want to talk to are those people next to me. And the only opportunity I get to talk to those people is through a coffee break where I exchange business cards, but there's more to be had here. So the format we created was to bypass the small talk, avoid the dark breakout room where you just do email in the back and actually meet the people and solve problems together. Yes. And I would say that I, for me, I, I'm always about that human element, right? What does it feel like? Um, I'm not really drawn to the structural aspect so much, but, um, you know, how do these people interact with each other or how are they not, you know? And so I think as we sat in these sessions, I just want to be having conversations with them. I want to learn about them. I want to talk to my friends. I want to meet new people. And when all I have to do is intake information, I'm, that's like not, it's not even just the energy of that feels bad. I might get a couple pages of notes and some quotes that I'll stick on my wall later, but 
you know, I, I think there's a better way to do it. And so when you bring people together and there's just those moments that you can't explain where you said, I I don't know what it is about this person. I just, we got each other, right? You get each other immediately. I say that that's where we should put the focus and that's what energizes everybody in the world, no matter what kind of person they are. So to me, it was those simple human moments, um, bringing those into an event format structure kind of thing without one and with one um, that really make all the difference. I love human moments. You're totally uh, hitting on my uh, heartstrings right there. Um, I am so curious. I know I want everybody to hear about the experience and how it came to be in these human moments that happened that will leave it left me with a lifetime of memories um, and friendships. Uh, when you surprised everybody with a trip to Italy. So how did Nicole, how did this come to be? Um, well, we were, when we originally started Hot Dokimazo as a business, uh, we were doing events and our favorite, or we were doing our HD moments. And at the end, we do something called a retrospective. And that's where people share openly um, and live right at the end. Um, what did they love and what should we change for next time? And after a few of, you know, consistent dates worth of people saying, you know, I feel like family. And they weren't sharing the content that they learned, although that was great. And they're going to table that for, you know, and take it with them and that kind of thing. They were sharing the fact that they were able to share and the fact that they felt good to do so. And the fact that there was just no, there was no catch, you know, it was just being human. And so as we saw that, we said, oh, well, okay. So HD is actually like a family. And where I always say where most businesses start with a product or a service and a community grows, we were really grateful and lucky to start backwards where we started with a community that we built a product and a service and an offering for that's ever-changing around a mindset. And so we said, okay, well, it is like family. And every family to me needs a family reunion. And we can't just do anything small. So I was like, you know what we should do is let's make it a secret. Let's rent a 737 plane. Let's take them to Tuscany, which is crazy because I really wanted to go there too. So, and let's let's just go, but let's not tell them until the day that they arrive at JFK. So that's what we did. And let's tell them a little bit about just what it was like after that. Well, the moral of the story is whatever Nicole can dream, we make reality. So we just had this, we have this crazy sticky note wall of all the things Nicole wants to do in her life. And my objective is to make them all happen. Um, but the, the side benefit of that is that Nicole is so opening and warm and welcoming and she wants to know what everyone else's bucket list items are too. And so part of this co-creating is to find out what people need and support them to achieve their goals. And so this trip was part of that. And everything that we've done since then has come from that same ethos. Yeah. yeah. And for anybody listening, um, everybody on that trip is now in a WhatsApp channel that looks like a stock ticker and it has not slowed down. In fact, I feel bad. I can't keep up with it. Um, sometimes I go in there and I just look and I'm like, oh my gosh, there is so much uh, like gratefulness and gratitude and like lo- love and and support and community like you were just saying and the the ethos of the of the community that was built is is that something that then can be built just about anywhere based upon what you're talking about yeah, we call it the five C's of hot dokimazo. And it's really what everything is built around. The first one is care. And it's caring about each other and caring about yourself and caring about your impact on the things around you. And the second one is collaborate. And the third is co-create. 
And those go together because collaboration breeds co-creation. So it's not just collaborating on something, but it's working together to make it amazing. The fourth one is conversation. And that's really what we're rooted in. It's bringing people together to take those co-created conversations somewhere. And then the fifth one is where the magic lies. And this is the problem with most things that happen in the world is people want to jump straight to the fifth one, which is connect. And connection is only a byproduct of the first four. You can't force it. You can't make it. It has to happen, but it can't happen until you do the first four. Yeah. And I think that you, those five C's are definitely, we can take, teach those and somebody can take and bring into their life in any way. Um, So that's, you know, from the business standpoint of HD is yes, this is absolutely scalable on the bigger picture of what is the byproduct of that in people is I always say, this literally, not that it you know is going to happen, but is it not the answer for world peace? <laughs> Meaning you bring people to the table who don't care about who the other person is and they all understand themselves to be equal and they're all open to sharing and they leave all their baggage at the door and they're there to equally have a spirit of sharing as well as taking in they, there's nothing required of them. All they have when they walk in is the permission to, to let it be or let it spark or let it happen or whatever it needs to be. And the fact that we don't define rules around that leads them to have these conversations that matter. And then the trickle down effect is, is huge. And so that doesn't have to be in a business. I mean, we always say you can HD your life. And whenever I look at anything, I can't see anything that HD is not the answer for. It's you know a way of meeting, sharing, and or learning. And so I think that that's really cool is it's so much bigger than us that, um, that right now it has a name and we do things and it's a business. And But also the other side of it is it really is a movement that can fit into any country, culture, place, outer space with even aliens, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what Nicole likes to say that I, I parrot all the time is... Um, It's not what we add, it's what we take away. And that starting out with care, and you experienced this, Brian, when you came on our trip, we are first name only when we meet people. So no one else around you knew that you were a world-renowned author and Forbes contributor and Ted Speed. They knew you were Brian. Hey, Brian, nice to meet you. And you start with that core humanity, and then you grow from there. Half the people that came on that trip with us still to this day don't know what each other does for a living because they just connected as such best friends that they will always be connected. And now they, then they find out, oh, wait, you do that? you could probably help me. And like millions of dollars of business has come from that trip. And it started with the humans. That is, it's so true. It, it's so absolutely true. And I remember like seeing you both like just bright and shining and, and, and there was so much uh, wonderful emotion that was shared that you just don't see at events. Like events, when you think of an event or a conference, you don't think emotion you think, you know, what am I going to learn? But when you get emotion mixed into it and there's a little bit of humanity dipped into an event, man, you walk away at a deeper level being connected. And that's like the magic sauce to life. You're, you're right. You're so right. And when you get that um, mix, it's great. I'm curious, how did things shift for you since things have changed? And how does that shift what we're talking about? What's funny is um, we've been busier and more creative and had more interactions and have more clients since March. 
than we have in the last two years. Because again, coming back to the humanity part, it turns out that being a 3D human in a 2D world is the thing people are craving more than anything. And that's what we're able to create and provide. And we've always created this environment for that, but bringing it to the screen is what people need. Yeah. And I think um, for there's two parts for us as you know, friends, business owners, all of the things for the business aspect. It's um, how cool is it that there's probably not a company anywhere that we couldn't call and would answer, be like, "Hey, Nicole. Hey, Liz. How are you doing?" And to me, that is just that's a it's just a bigger circle of friends that I forget. Oh yeah, I actually do work here. You know, we should talk about working together. I totally forgot. I was more interested in like something else, and so that is so interesting to me because what happened organically is what most other businesses try to force or they feel like they have to create an environment or a something, um, an email, uh, an event, uh, something else, a a prize, a gift, or a schmoozing dinner that just naturally um, comes to us. And that is like, I feel like there's a lot of responsibility and there's a gratefulness there. So I feel like we definitely take care of that gift that we get. And then... um, you know, on the other side is, is just this community that's amazing and has just formed. And so the little shifts since then has even been a confidence in us to know that there is not one thing that we don't think that we could pull off. And it's not we, meaning Liz and I, it's because there's not, we could call anybody and they'll answer the phone and they'll do whatever. And, and that's amazing. And so I feel like it's really great to be an example of what real business partnerships should look like, what real friendships should look like, and the fact that they can intertwine with each other. And there does not need to be this line in the sand or this understanding that we have or whatever, because when you come to it the right way first, the rest works itself out and there's never any confusion. It's all about the authenticity of the the objectives, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And, and was that Keith, Keith Barazzi book about co-elevate? And that's what it's about. It's just working all rising tides, lift all ships. I have every single <laughs> quote on the wall, but that's what we're about. Yeah. And I would say one more thing to that is um, the cool thing about the secret family reunion trip that we were talking about where we took them crazy to Italy was most event people or people that are putting on an event, um, they have to have a game face, right? And we were very much, we have a transparency that we're just like, take everything from us. And we were there doing something with our friends, not for our friends or not for our clients or people or whatever. And so there were moments that were very stressful and and they jumped in to help us because it's everybody's event. We just happened to be like, somebody has to manage a few things here and there or sign the contracts. And so that's kind of how we went to that. But for us to be able to share those moments of like, that was amazing. And we're crying. And then to moments where, ah, and we're crying, you know, and so happier from one emotion to the next, um, you know, we feel the love too. And that's amazing. Yeah. And the the words we should maybe talk about, dokimazo is actually the Greek word for to try or prove that something is genuine. And we found that word when we were creating this new event back in 2017, because it was like, we don't know if it'll work. Maybe no one will come. Maybe they'll come and it'll be a disaster. And we need everyone to know that upfront that we're trying something new and they need to be okay with the chaos that will come from it. Because it's an unconference style, which means there's no pre-planned conversations. There's no pre-planned content. 
the content comes from the people that join and the value comes from the people that join. So we give people a structure for the time they need to be there. And then we invite people to tell us what problems have they solved that can help someone else and what problems are they currently trying to solve. And from that, we create the conversations that are going to happen. So... Um, yeah, it's it's magical because everyone gets to contribute and create that experience together. Yeah, I remember standing next to you, Liz. I didn't uh, know you as well up until that moment. We're standing out by uh, overlooking like an amazing, the most amazing view, uh, and we're we're looking out, and then people are jumping in the pool in their in their clothes, just so giddy and happy. And then um and and then I I looked over at you, and you were you were just elated, like this is community. This is so nice to be here after all the all the work that you put in uh, to getting everybody there. I'm I'm also curious what event people, what you think event people can do today to shift the way that they're thinking to create because right now it's unfortunately it's human to zoom to human um more so than anything else and so how do you create uh, not you know obviously it's not a 3d world in on over zoom but how do you create something that's going to fill that void or that gap that's missing <laughs> i well i think first is like through a lot of people ask us why is it so I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on when you guys run uh, anything and you're on Zoom. It feels totally different. I don't feel like I have Zoom fatigue. I feel like I have, thank you for that energy boost. Like you're a portable human, a people charger. And so, um, and I don't, there's not an exact answer, but I think that this screen, the box, Zoom has somehow made people forget that that's not how they would interact in person. Meaning when you first join something, when you walk into a room, room Zoom rhymes, right? And so when you walk into a room, you wouldn't ignore people like that. Like that's weird, right? And so I just feel like there's been this weird acceptable kind of thing where I feel like people need to be called out and be like, uh-uh, that's, that's not how you would, would you do that walking into a room in person? No. So greet people, say hello. Don't just, you know, you didn't walk into a room with a bag over your head. Why is your video off? You know? And so I think that those verbal, nonverbal cues is actually, this is creating a place for those to be taught. And it's a very big eye opener to people that were saying like, oh, I, I thought I was really good with people. And it's not that they're not, but they have this missing thing of like, you have to be able you have to read things. And if you can't do that, then at least show up. We always call eyebrows up, right? Where I don't know what's going on and I don't know what I'm walking into, but I'm like, I sit up straight and my eyebrows are up and I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know what I'm doing, but uh-huh. You know, and so, because then you're able to receive and jump and shift and whatever. Are you asking me a question? Was I supposed to do something? Do I just need to sit here and smile? And so I think, you know, being aware of, it's not, you need better lighting and that kind of thing. I said, it's almost like you need awareness of your humanity and theirs. Mm -hmm. And two parts that you do have to recognize, especially if you're leading a group or conversation that you are on air talent. So it, while it's not about lighting, it is about lighting. It's about your appearance. You wouldn't go present to a bunch of executives at your company wearing sweatpants. I mean, maybe because they can't see the bottom half, but you would at least not wear the sweatshirt you would look good for the top half and have that conversation. And then my other tip is turn off the self view. You don't need to be looking at what you look like. And you can actually connect with the other people on the screen when you're not looking at yourself all the time. 
And that reminds you that you're actually talking to someone else. This podcast is brought to you by Penji. Penji is an unlimited graphic service that connects you with the top 2% of graphic designers in the world. Get the creative output of an internal design team without the overhead cost. Receive custom design projects from logos to flyers, from digital print, and even UI UX. I know because I've used them. They're perfect for for graphic design service if you're the person that's either doing all the graphic design yourself or maybe you have an internal team that's just too busy and you need to outsource some of it. I've used them in creating our latest project, a 42-page ebook on productivity for coaches and consultants. It turned out fantastic. I've been very impressed with the overall communication and delivery. And what's great about Penji is that you're not just working with one designer's skill or style. Your team's skills can be treated like a design buffet. You can request a logo, custom illustrations, and even a website design all under one plan. This is because I need that level of flexibility, and it's hard to find that by hiring a freelancer online. And not to mention, the longer you work with Penji, the more they learn about your style and the brands you work with. Because you're a listener of Humanly Possible, the podcast, you get 15% off your first month. The process is simple. Before you sign up, enter the code H2H15. That's H number 2H15. And once you're in, submit your brief for the first project. I recommend submitting clear details so your brief is totally understandable and add visual examples so the team can see your style and knows exactly what you're looking for. Need a few edits? You can make revisions directly on the platform. Projects are always delivered in under 48 hours. And overall, I was super impressed with the process that it ended up giving me more time throughout my day. I felt confident that Penji was going to get it right and I didn't have to micromanage. So head over to penji.co and use the code H2H15 today for a better way to outsource your graphic design. Again, that's penji.co and use the code H2H15. That's so true. We don't walk around looking at our phones while we talk to someone else, do we? I actually never with a big mirror, that. right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I hadn't heard that one. Um, the, so I'm. I'm also. I know everybody's going to be curious after hearing like you guys. Te- the greatest thing about you guys that I love is that you're willing to go out on a limb and test and try and just see what comes up and 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 all these ideas. And I wish everybody. And I hope everybody looks at your stuff to see how this is all created and how it comes to be, because that's the experience. Like that's how you come up with this stuff. What have you learned uh, looking back now, both inclusive of the pandemic, but also before that, what have you learned from all the testing and trying from what comes out of the HD experience through the testing? And then now standing, looking back, you're seeing what? That it's so cliche to say that it's the journey, not the destination, but it truly is the truth. And I think that that's what we've seen time and time again. And being from a corporate world, you cannot throw an event or an experience that isn't perfect. It must be pixel perfect every single time. So you can't take giant risks, but we can. And so that's why we bring, bring people along our journey with us so that they can live vicariously through what we do, learn from it, and then what they're doing is now tested. And that gives them the confidence to do something that may be new for their company, but not new in general. And so that's what we try to lead with. And we don't, we've never really viewed it as leadership until recently when people keep kind of thrusting that greatness upon us. But we were just like, 
oh, we were just trying something we thought would be cool. <laughs> but it, tur- it turns out that people have needed it. And then for us to go through that process and be transparent about how it went has been cathartic for them to see and to share with their leadership teams. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that kind of... Um... I keep coming back to this word, um, permission to do so. We don't ever tell anything to anybody. There's no rules. There's only one rule. It starts with no, and it's no sales. <laughs> and so um, other than that, it's inviting them in, or I guess our HD is built on the idea that whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And so there's no, when people say, well, what is your format? What is your template? And I'm like, well, duh, I mean, you just gotta, I don't know. And so, yes, we have one. We have a business structure and a strategy and that kind of thing. But HD, remember, it's a verb. It's like, if I say jump, you're going to jump one way and another person's going to jump the other way, but we're both jumping and we're both having a great time. It's very much built on that improv yes and where if you've ever played that game where everybody does a piece of the story until the final story is made. And so you say yes and and you add your piece and the parts that weren't important do fall away and the parts that were important hold up to the end of the story. And that's how we bounce back and forth and create together. Yeah. And I even think... um, the, the one small thing that I continually learn is I, we are not, when people say a road, to me, I'm looking at a jungle gym. <laughs> so there is not a place that we start and a place that we end. Um, I don't even think that there's a path or a road or whatever. Sometimes we're flying, sometimes we're swimming. Where are we going? I don't know. Where's North? I mean, it just, it depends. There's a direction definitely. But um, I think that for me, I've learned that not that we'll never figure it out, but we keep coming to moments where getting there, there's no there. It's there and then what, right? And so I think that there's no finish line. And that's, a. I think it's it kind of goes on the not a journey, it's a destination, um, is that we don't have a goal in mind of where we need to bring something. Um, we do have a direction that we'd like it to go and that kind of thing. But the whole thing is being open to um, what the result will be as that is the purpose. And so where other people say, we have to have these things, these are our measurements of metrics. It took us years to figure out how to measure ourselves because that was this crazy process. And so I think that um, I, I put it that way, it's a circle, right? And so not that we never get there, but we're always, as long as we have movement, then I'm not too concerned. The, the movement is is what it is, and we're we're in motion. I would say, um, so we don't have to arrive at you know a certain something um, way to go, and so that takes the pressure off of us and us being transparent. Like we have more of a dedication to what we're doing with this business, what Liz, I, and Tom and Jeff do with our friendship, how we share it. Um, we don't necessarily we don't have a game face of like okay. We got to, you know, this is how I am when I talk to this kind of person. They know when they talk to any of us, they're going to get us in full effect. And so, and we all are very strong in the way that we are, but we we showcase like the love that we have from each other. When we hit moments where we're like, ah, you know, those that's real. And so we don't hide certain things and we invite people in and we're excited to get into their life. And I think that that for me is, um, it's a good reminder because when I hear people say, how meaningful it is to them. Sure. It makes me feel good, but I don't, I'm not excited for me. I'm excited for them. So I feel like we're proud parents all the time watching our kids get first place in the talent show. We're just grateful that people wanted to be a part of something with this. And that's why we get all teary eyed because we're like, people wanted to do this with us. It's amazing. 
I, you know, before I, there's so I could uh, spend all day talking to you guys. This is so great. And I know that, um, there's, there's so much more. What, what I'd love to do to close out is, um, is, is just to understand from each of you, what can, what can people who are looking at events with a, uh, uh, or, or, or any kind of experience really, uh, they're looking over the next year and they're trying to plan and they don't, they're, they're kind of stuck because they don't know what to do. What, what would you suggest to them? So the way that we're looking at virtual right now is that it's in four phases, I guess, or levels like Jumanji. <laughs> Level one was webcast when everybody just went, okay, cancel your events, put them on slides. Let's do it online. It's a webcast. Kaboom. And then people realized that maybe webcasts aren't the most engaging. You can do fun things in chat or whatever, but it's one way. It's basically a broadcast. So level two was experiential. And that's when um, the, the rise of the bourbon tasting came about. And everyone got their experience kits and got your wine sommelier and you do all the things. Um, and those are amazing and fun. But you're still not connecting with each other. You're providing entertainment and it's amazing. So level three then is conversation, which is where we have always squarely been in the conversation realm. And that's where connection can happen as you actually talk to each other. So what we're trying to draw people toward is what we call level four. And that is the balanced portfolio of all three. When you think of a live event, you have a keynote. You have your breakouts, your expo, and your hospitality. And that is where you're going to get your keynote is the webcast, right? It's your at scale, limited interaction. Here's something that you need to hear. And then your experiential is going to be your hospitality event in the evening where everybody makes a boat and races in the swimming pool or whatever you're putting together at your event. And then the conversation is the in-betweens and the peer-to-peers and the roundtable. And that makes an event. That's whole. That's where people need to start. Yeah. And I think um, there's a validation process that everybody can do that's immediate. And I think it's, um, would you want to do that? And was that exciting for you? Or does this make you want to do anything (laughs) besides leave? Or, you know, were you engaged? And so I think that those are questions that are so simple that Right now, people think they have to create something brand new. And so I think that this is a time... That's where we we name this era the age of conversation, right? We want to bring people... Move people forward by bringing them back to something they know, which means that you're not going to find something new. You need to remember the power of what you have that you know, where you know, oh, if I like it, okay, well, then I know at least somebody else is going to like it. And those are those checks and balances. And if the answers to those questions are no, then know that it's not going to work. And I think trying to force networking or connection, um, never, it's never going to happen live or otherwise. Um, but you can't, what you can do is you can set it up. And so you set it up to say that this is going to happen. Here's going to be, I'm going to do these first two steps. You have to do three, four, and five. And so when event people feel like they have to bring something over the line or they have to make it happen or they have to shove this content down their throat just to make sure that they check the boxes. I mean, I don't even have to look at their engagement reports and their sales because it's not going up. And so if you want, the, the more they step back, the more money they're going to make, the more success they're going to have and the better that they're going to feel and the more connected to people in the world they're going to feel as well. I think the hardest thing event people are going to have to deal with is that it's not usually them creating the agenda. 
it is leadership or marketing or other organizations within their company that are telling them what the content needs to be and how much of it there has to be. And the event people have a battle to fight to say, your three-day event cannot be a three-day webcast. We have to change this. Let's spread it out over three months. Let's get people, let's make it an annual thing. Let's, you know, change the format. And that's hard for event people because their first thought is, great, three days online, let's do it. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. So like Nicole said, would you want to go to that? If you would, if it's a three-day amazing thing, then heck yeah, make that thing. But if maybe you don't, then think of a way that other people can enjoy it. Yeah. And I think the the last like one thing is, here's like a piece of advice. And this is the number one thing is they have to have everybody, any human in any space, whether it's your customers, your clients, yourself, your family, your dog, they have to have something to look forward to. And especially now. And when they don't, that's why people feel the way that they do. And I mean, we're sitting here, I'm sitting in my house, same as everybody else. But I'm energized to wake up tomorrow and to keep going and to be in like, ah, who am I going to talk to today? Because I have something to look forward to all the time. And I make sure that all of the things that we help other people do, that is what we're doing is, are they looking forward to this? And if they're not, then we need to change something. Should you tell everyone what you're looking forward to that's happening tomorrow night that will have happened three weeks ago by the time they hear this? Yes. <laughs> so um, we are cre- we've created the world's first ever open, open water shark dive live on Zoom. That was a crazy feat to put together. It's never happened before. Yes, people have been live under the water before, but not, um, not when there's interaction. And so meaning people that are in the audience are going to be able to talk to the divers and the divers will be able to talk back to them in real time. On and Zoom. So that's on Zoom. Yes. In the middle of the ocean. In the so Maldives. In the Maldives at a private island in the Maldives, which by the way, we have friends now. Naladu Private Island. Boom. Amazing. But I think that putting this together is like, well, what did we do this for? I think we've already forgot why or we know why we did it, but it helped this company have bring something that sales could go to their prospective and current customers and say, I, don't even worry about what we sell. Right now, you just have to come to this once in a lifetime opportunity and bring your family. So we moved it to a Friday night. We put it at you know 9 p.m. Eastern and going back all the time zones. And so they're able to bring this. And it's just humans experiencing something amazing together. And for me, I think it's so cool because now I feel like we've opened the, the ocean for business, right? Is during COVID, look at all the things that have... Um, you know, populations of you know fish that have repopulated. And so it shows people now they can see the effects one way or the other um, of something that connects us all. And that's the ocean. And there's no fighting that. Nobody says, no, it doesn't. And so I feel like that's the one piece of all humanity that makes us all the same is we are connected to that. We do have a job to do together. And when you give people work to do together, that's, you know, that's where fulfillment happens. Well, that is a mic drop. And, um, that's, <laughs> this is, uh, I can't believe that you guys, no, I can believe that you guys got a, uh, live shark, uh, uh, viewing and where can people find it when, when this is out? Can they just go to your website to find it or will it be somewhere else? Yeah, I think we'll, we'll either in an email, we'll put it on the website in some way. So At least the highlights reel from it. <laughs> yes. Cool. I'm like, I don't know. We haven't got that far. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Creating in real time and being human, the age of conversation. I love it. Thank you guys. Thank you so, so much for being here and just sharing 
the experience and your energy and your passion and everything that you bring to the world. I'm so behind you guys and what you're doing and how you're, how you're doing it. So thank you so much. And thank you. I mean, what you're doing is, you know, giving human, giving connection a voice is so important. So that's why we have fallen in love with you. We love what you're doing. We're your biggest fan. So anything that you ever need, you know, we're, we're always here. (laughs) We're in the mutual admiration club, right? Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.